What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Semi-Successful. We are your hosts, Brad and Natalie. Yes. Um, we have a really good one today, but before we get into it, please like and subscribe. That really helps out our channel, so please do that. Yes. Um, and but maybe, you, like, drop a comment. Oh, definitely drop a comment. Yeah. That's a good idea. Give us, like, a little hello. Yeah, stop what you're doing right now. Drop a comment. Drop a comment. Okay, perfect. I'm so, also curious about what people will think of um, what we're going to talk about today. Well, what are we going to talk about today? So, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, you were like scrolling through your feed like in the morning and yep. this guy popped up. Oh, yeah. Liver King. The king of liver. Yeah. And what is he has a lot of shock value. So he's like this guy who eats raw liver like that is i think what people were like shocked about and he's buff well not just eats uh raw liver he eats also like bull balls and testicles one of his things is why eat vegetables when you can eat testicles that is one of his that was his tagline yes very genius honestly yeah i mean they rhymes yeah Anything you can, anytime you can rhyme with testicles, that's a good marketing yeah. campaign. And like, you're ready to go. Yeah. But, you know, he's wild. He is wild. Uh, definitely like looking at him, like he, and it's, whatever he does on Instagram is working because it gets pushed to my timeline and I don't have like Oh, I feel a, like on boys' timelines. I mean, I would have, nothing in my Instagram feed algorithm would have put him on mine. Okay, so I guess to like all men, he's definitely being pushed because he is a very alpha dude. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely marketed towards men. But there was a bit of uh, a conspiracy uh, thing that kind of led me down like a weird rabbit hole with him. Because, uh, like I said, I don't know much about him. Like, yeah. Uh, I think he's only been on Instagram for, like, seven months. So he's doing a good job of marketing, for sure. Because now right. he has, like, you know, multi-million. Or he's uh, he's definitely has, like, four or five million followers, right? I don't know. Probably. Let me... He's up there. And for seven months, incredible. And uh, I don't know what he's doing to, to push that stuff. But it's definitely reaching to me. But the controversy that I saw was people think... He was pretty much made by a marketing agency. He's 1.5. 1.5 million followers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's in seven months. That's insane. Yeah. Um, And the reason why people think he was made by a marketing agency pretty much is because, uh, like, how do you get to sell any product, right? Like, the the goal is to sell product, okay? Well, the product is, uh, like, liver and... uh, uh, bone marrow and stuff that's like completely unaccessible to 99% of the population. Right. So if we put it in a form that is more ac- uh, accessible, like dehydrated uh, powder or um, like a, a pill form. Yes. Then we can sell that. Right. And then that's how we get it. And then you can look as jacked and as ripped as Liver King. You yeah. Can, it's one of his nine tenets. Like one of the tenets is uh, food. Mm-hmm. And that food is, you know, liver is king. Yeah. It's living. So they're called the ancestral tenets. Ancestral tenets. Okay. And it's living like our ancestors did. So basically it's a paleo diet. So like no car. What is that? Yeah. No car. It's like pretty much just meat. Okay. 
I think that's like all he eats yeah. too. From like he just had something that was like, "What's up, guys? It's Liver King. Here's what I'm having for dinner," and it was testicles over vegetables, like sardines with bones in them, fish eggs. Um, he has like a protein powder that's like all beef mm-hmm. protein powder. That's the like that. the whole beast. Sure. Protein. And then um, some liver, obviously. Yeah. Some pork rinds. And he adds maple syrup to some stuff. Yeah. But initially, like, if someone just to come across this, like, first, people are going to be, like, peaked, like, whoa, like interested. Like, whoa, what is this dude doing? True. Like, and then some people, I imagine, like, a lot of people are immediately turned off. Oh, 100%. And I think, too, like, as I was looking through his profile, it's not... Okay, like, he's an interesting person because he's, like, not only is he preaching eating meat, but he's also preaching, like, grounding yourself which is like going outside and like being putting your feet in the ground and like walking he's um promoting like bonding like holding hands with the person you love because like that releases endorphins he's promoting like getting out in the sun and like getting vitamin d Mm -hmm. he's promoting all of these interesting things but like his physique and um his loudness for me, like, doesn't correspond. Because when I think of someone, like, so, grounding themselves and, like, giving me this information on how to, like, heal my body or, like, become one with nature, I'm not thinking of, like, this almost steroid-looking jacked So, for me, guy. his physique definitely resonates. I want to be just like him. Okay. I want to look just like you him. You want to... I don't want you to look like <laughs> that. He's, like, a little too... Like, he's, he's like, bodybuilder buff. Yeah, I don't know. He's absolutely shredded out of his mind. Like, and... That Pecs. is every, every guy wants to be that. Whether you want a guy to be like that or not. You want to have giant pecs. And I like want to be as ripped as that dude. That dude is absolutely shredded. He's just like, it's unproportionate, I think. Like he could like. Well, that was another, th- uh, I guess, a controversial thing. It was like people were, were questioning whether he was natty, which is like natural or not. Like, is he all natural or is he juicing? But also like, is it natural to eat raw liver? Well, that's, you know, it, so uh, it's it's interesting because... Because also paleo, like to a regular nutrition who's not like a paleo nutritionist, mm-hmm. paleo and like the Mediterranean diet are like ranked the worst diets. I thought, no, Mediterranean is supposed to be like really good. It doesn't have a lot of variety of food in it though. And so like a nutritionist is going to look at it and say like, you do need all of this but, stuff. But nutritionists are like kind of like fashionistas. It's like whatever trends are, you know. But also you could find a nutritionist that wholeheartedly believes in the paleo diet. That's what I'm you saying. You can find a nutritionist that wholeheartedly believes in I the paleo diet. I bet for every nutritionist that, that agrees that the Mediterranean diet's trash, I can find one that would promote the hell out of it. Right, which I think is like one thing that just like bothers me about this world is like, if you believe it so heartedly, you can find people that believe it so heartedly. Yeah, there's too. like confirmation bias. Yes. Yeah. But for him, it's just interesting. Like he is promoting this like holistic life, but yet just like looks not and like he shoots guns and like when I when I think of whole holistic, I do think of like a redhead, like <laughs> You're thinking Dancing of a hippie. Naked. Yeah, but that's what you think. That's like your first... No, I think he is... Maybe I, he's breaking the I don't standards. know if he's thinking... I don't know if his motto is like being holistic. I know he does a lot of stuff in nature. And I know that, uh, you know, it, it really, it's not that different. Or it's not that weird. Like, think about like even 100 years ago. 
people would use every part of the animal they killed. That's kind yeah. of what he's doing. He's not just like using an animal just for their liver or whatever. He is, you know, taking every bit of that animal head to tail. Which I love. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that like, I think, like I said, like people either get turned off from him immediately mm-hmm. or they are like, whoa, this dude is... Uh, preaching something i'm really i'm at least interested or i i want to travel or i want to go down that lane and see what it can lead to but people are interested at least they're piqued by what's going on totally and i think one of the controversial things that was happening was a lot of vegans were kind of coming out of uh coming at him and um you know it's interesting because he so he he does he does defend himself i think pretty well like he's like hey the meat and all that stuff is like what i do for me like the raw meat, the raw liver. Oh yeah, he's not necessarily pushing it on you. No, he's like, it's, it's what works for me, and I want to promote my message to f- help others that are interested in, in and living like this. And he's enthusiastic. But the other ancestral tenets that you liked or that you mentioned uh, are vegan friendly. He says so. It's like in those things, I think all people can get behind the bonding, the grounding, being outside, getting you know sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't know, whatever for. Or left, but... Like cold, which I don't know what that is. Yeah. um, I don't know what that is either. But he, I mean, he promotes healthy living, I think, which everyone can get behind. Now, whether you're a meat eater or not, maybe leave that one out. One thing that I kind of thought, like, okay, I think that he could, because he also, like, um, like, he doesn't believe in using sunscreen, but he... I mean, neither do I. But also, honest. like, there are sunscreens... <laughs> it's not that I don't believe it. I just... I don't... Uh, I don't use sunscreen. There are sunscreens now that come out that are, like... You have less chemicals in them so that you can yeah, absorb them and it's, like, healthier ones. for your body. Or yeah, I just never felt comfortable putting on. I, I just don't like sunscreen. And, like, I don't burn easily. I'm, like, a little bit darker than... Yeah. Uh, complexions i don't really burn that much uh your mom is gonna kill you if she listens to this yeah she she's a big but also like any girl was just like (gasps) yeah you don't wear sunscreen i don't because it keeps our faces supple yeah but but also like an aging man is different anyway yeah well everyone (laughs) ages differently too and and i probably i'm not saying what i'm doing is right i'm just saying like I one it's mostly lazy. Like I know myself. Like anytime yeah. I go outside, I'm supposed to put. Look, I don't wash my face. I don't do anything. Yeah. There's no, no you way you're gonna. You know, I, there's no way I'm just gonna remember to put on sunscreen when I go outside. Yeah, but I think okay. What I think is interesting is that he or like you know he shoots guns. He like lives this like manly life, but he also is like living this kind of delicate life, which could be cool. Like, What's a delicate life? Like. The grounding and the bonding and, oh, like, respecting yeah. nature and, like, living how your ancestors did and, like, taking care of your family and, mm-hmm. like, uh, so one of his big things is, like, you need to get off the couch, like, if you're depressed or sad or, like, you feel like life's not worth living anymore or, like, you are stuck in a rut, he's like, you just need to get off the couch, take your shoes off and go outside. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool because there are some people in the world that, would maybe think that's a bunch of hocus pocus, but then they see this guy who like normally you wouldn't put with that. And then they're like, Oh, like maybe that's true. Maybe I should do that. So like, I think he could help another side. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think, uh, like he, he, there's more nuance to him than just like the meathead, uh, yeah. image that he kind of portrays. And but that's, he could be talking to meatheads. Yeah. Like that then are like, Oh, 
I really should be doing other things. It, it definitely is uh, more perspective. Like there's more than just lifting weights and, and down and some liver. Like right. go out on a walk outside, yeah. be with the person you love. Um, and that's actually one thing that kind of like led us onto this topic was we did see a podcast uh, of him. He was on a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Impulsive, with uh, Logan Paul, I believe. Right. And that just kind of popped up on our timeline. But we watched it. And I was not expecting to watch the whole thing, no. if I'm being honest. He's inter- it's an interesting... But, and he did change my perspective on him. Like, And I'm easily manipulated, I But think. also, like, I wish that you got more of that side of him. Like, I just scrolled through his Instagram, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like... Who is this guy? Like, that's he's kind the, of annoying. That's why podcasts are so cool, because they're long format. You can talk to somebody and get... And just, I think he's a little more uncensored. And it's a two... Yeah, it's a little, it's a two-way conversation. People get yeah. a question. But anyway, it's a really great podcast. And one thing that I found, like, really impressive about him was um, his... The, the way he speaks. Like, he's a very good... He's very well-spoken. Yeah. Like, not yeah, something that you necessarily would gather just from his Instagram feed. But the dude is really good on the mic. Um, yeah, and he's like inspirational. So I'm like thinking if yeah, he like went to a bunch of boys, like I got jacked up from him. I was like ready to go. Yeah. I was like, dude, I need to do more today. I did not earn my keep today. Right. I was like, and, and I think you and I both said this while we were watching him or after it finished. Like, we need to go do something productive today. Yeah. And also, we both looked at each other and we were like, wow, he actually is really well spoken. Like, yes. And smart, like and he just uh, doesn't look like it. He looks like this crazy, yeah. insane. Like he looks like he's on steroids. Yeah, he, d- like, he looks like he's juiced to the gills, which he still could be. I don't know anything about this dude on a personal level. Right. But one thing I did like uh, about the way he talked, or just like his general demeanor, was he didn't get defensive. Like no. there was, you know, there's devil advocates there that were saying, uh, you know, questioning some of his methods. And the one thing I liked that he kept coming back to was like, hey man, like. And they brought up there was a vegan uh, in the room who obviously is completely against eating meat and stuff. And he goes, you know, the other eight out of nine tenants are all vegan friendly. Right. He goes, you can just, you know, one of the tenants is food and that is liver is king. Uh, hence why he's the liver king, I guess. But he was like, make, you know, if you don't do that one and you do the other eight and you feel amazing, that's good. That That's great. Like, yeah. That's what you should keep doing. Like he wasn't trying to push necessarily like all of his ideology onto other people and yeah. i just i just figured anytime he came under pressure anytime people would push back on some of his ideas very calm very collected mm-hmm. very like non-defensive which was cool to see it was refreshing to see someone like not be aggressive by like getting attacked. Yeah. Because like I feel like a lot in today's world, like the moment you get attacked for something you think or believe, it's really easy to, okay, oh, actually yeah. my mom put this really well the other day. You can't listen to someone if you're like, you can't have a conversation with someone if, if you're, you're thinking about what to say what next. you're yeah. going to say next. If yeah. you're thinking about how to rebuttal what they're saying. Yeah. And I think like... If like you're just like waiting, like, I can't wait for them to finish this sentence. Because I'm in a... Because I know exactly what I'm going to say Yeah, next. I'm yeah. in a... Just, you know, that's not really li- That's everything. not really listening then. Like if you're just waiting for them to stop talking so you can say what you're going to say regardless and you're not paying attention. Yeah, like I think that's something in like today's world that like we need more of is like, let's absorb what they're saying... And maybe, like, my mom probably does this too much because she takes, like, literally hours to respond to something. But, like, let's think about what 
the person is saying, absorb it and respond mm-hmm. the best way with what our knowledge is. And I felt like he just did that really well. Like regardless of if you believe him or not, he still carried himself really well. Yeah. And I think the one of the cool things at the very end of the podcast was one of the guys, one of the hosts said, dude, if anything, you've convinced me that you are extremely well disciplined mm-hmm. in your life and you're extremely passionate. And that was, I mean, that's beyond true. Like the dude clearly cares about what he's doing like the way he lives his life right and he's extremely disciplined like no cheat days no yeah. you know, he just it's not even like a uh like a diet to him it's a way of life and i like i feel bad because what he's doing isn't hurting anyone it's hurting those cows <laughs> <laughs> i know but like i eat beef i like but like i wish that i was getting a cow yeah, and like he knew like, how to use all of it. Yeah, he owns like 500 acres and he has all his own uh, cattle. Which also like I think proves that mm-hmm. like his lifestyle is like a little bit unattainable. Yeah, and that's again why some people were pointing out like, hey, this is kind of like a marketing scam because his lifestyle is so unattainable. It um, like it makes it so like, hey, just buy this protein shake and you'll be and you know you'll get all the nutrients I'm getting. That's not right. necessarily true. No. Even though, like, it's better, maybe better than nothing. Although, the one thing he was like, if anything, like, start eating liver and tell me how you feel. And I was like, maybe we should take some liver supplements. Some raw liver. And you can't cook it, I guess. Why can't you cook liver? Well, the only thing about liver is, like, it's just iron. Like, no, no. It has, like, it's, like, the most nutrient-dense part of animals. Have you ever had, like, liver pate? Like, that's a thing. People eat liver. I've had fried chicken liver when I was, like, in the middle of Kansas. And a really... Was it good? It, it was not. Yeah, but do you know what I love? But he says also don't eat chicken liver. Or don't eat, yeah, he said don't eat chicken, chicken liver. liver. But I do love chicken gizzards. That's the thing on the neck? No, that is chicken liver. No, it's not. What's gizzards that? are... Yeah, I think it's something in their body. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, and it's cool to see someone so passionate about something. Yeah, that was uh, one of the things that was so clear when it came across the way he talked. Yeah. And uh, the way he carried himself. The dude was unbelievably passionate about what he does. Yeah. And like, I am passionate about nothing. Yeah, you've mentioned this before. But you are. I mean, you definitely are sometimes. And I'm kind of the exact opposite. I definitely get passionate uh, about quite a few things. Like, I love finding a craft finding a skill that you can get better at Mm -hmm. because it's fun to me like it's fun to measure where you're at in that skill like looking like doing something and like wow i sucked at it that time but i'm gonna do it again and then you do get better it's like a measurable thing for me i don't have any of that yeah well you know my passion is watching tv It is. It's the truth. That's see, but then you have no like passion has that uh, has like the a thin line next to obsession, right? Like they butt get they kind of yeah, blend like, together. Yeah, like am I just obsessed with watching TV? Well, I, I don't think that's necessarily the passion because you're not getting better at it. It's not like you're, you can get better at watching TV, right? It's because you have to have discipline in order to do something. Like the passion yeah. is. When you find a skill or you find a craft and you're obsessive to the point of uh, getting better, and then you also have that discipline to keep doing it. Right. And, and I, I think the big difference, actually, between obsession and passion is um, 
you enjoy the process like of getting better yeah and i think we talked about this before but the like nobody ever starts out being like oh uh, I'm going to create this business so I can make a hundred million dollars right? or whatever it is. Totally. The, that's not how, you know, those stories ever happen. Yeah. The stories happen because if someone was very passionate about uh, a certain thing and they became very good at it over time, they had the discipline to keep working at it and keep getting better. And eventually they fell in love with the process of getting better and they eventually led to them being successful. That is the, you know, that's how that story goes. Yeah. It's, I loved doing it and I was going to do it no matter what, whether it made me money or not. Honestly, that's kind of how I feel right now. Like with our podcast, like yes. I love doing this. It's no, super I started this fun. to make a hundred mil <laughs> to make Joe Rogan money. I like doing this though. And I think it's going to be fun regardless of if anything happens with it. Cause then we have like recorded kind of like our life in a sense. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I, I do love doing this. It's so much fun. Yeah. And we're passionate about like learning how to like edit and like, I th- okay, yeah. I got passion. Yeah. See, you do have passion. I got passion. We found it. We found your passion. It's this podcast. <laughs> but you know, one thing I do constantly think about, and I feel like most, a lot of people, and, and maybe you have some insight on this, like, I feel like could go through their whole lives. Like I know people in their thirties and forties that probably still don't have a passion. Well, it's so funny because, like, genuinely, and this is, like, so true, I, like, write in my journal, like, what, like, I am not passionate about anything. <laughs> like You I, write that in your journal? Yeah, but I guess, like, or, like I, I feel like, what is my purpose? And then it's, like, does everyone have I a feel purpose? Like, I was just going to say, I feel like a lot of people are, that is, like, a, uh, a very uh, big question that a lot of people ask themselves today. Like, yeah. I think people are facing... A lot of people, like the majority of people, like, I don't know. I don't want to give some bullshit number, but I would say roughly 80% of people are facing, are facing a, uh, a, uh, what's a a crisis of passion, a crisis of purpose. I don't know if that's like a technical term. And I know psychologists probably know a lot more about this. It'd be interesting to talk to one about this, but I think, uh, there is a crisis, uh, or a crisis of passion in, the world right now. I don't know if it's specific to this country. I feel like we are like drones in a sense, like a lot. And so like, if you, like we were talking about this last night, like if you're just like stuck in this routine and like, let's say like you have three glasses of wine every night and then you wake up and then you go to work and you're hungover and then you come home and then you eat like shit because you were hungover Mm -hmm. and then you drink again and then you wake up and then you go to work and you're hungover. Like, there's no room for passion in that life. Yeah. Unless you make it. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of people get either fearful or scared about kind of pursuing that passion because at first there's not going to be a lot of room. Well, I think also some people think that like a passion has to turn into something. Yeah. I mean, it is so refreshing when I meet other people, people that are like so driven about doing something random. It could be ice skating or right. something, which I did meet someone recently uh, at a that, roller rink. At a roller rink. Yeah. That he was in love with skating and he did want to like buy or create like uh, roller rinks. Like he wanted to be, like, he wanted to own a roller rink and like, that was his big dream. Yeah. But the dude loved skating, loved skating, no matter if it amounts to anything or not. But because he loves it so much, I'm like, dude, you are going to be successful if you open up your own one. Like, it's just, 
it's just there. Like your your like your passion is going to make you successful, right? Because I because you're gonna love the process. You love the process of doing of of this. Mm-hmm. So I, I you you probably won't fail, right? Yeah, and I and I I definitely think that uh, a lot of people don't have that right now, and it's sad. Because you want everyone to be passionate. But like sometimes people, they graduate college, they get the first job that they get out of college, and they just keep working that job right. until they retire. Yeah. So there's no room. In that instance, they might not have, even in their off time, they're like, I just want to relax. I just got off a nine-hour day of a job I fucking hate. Yeah. And I just want to relax. I can't think of anything else right now. So like, where's the time? A lot of people ask. But... If you start just doing something. Yeah. If you just like make a goal to like, even like reading a book, I feel like you can be passionate about. Yeah. So like if you just like make the time to read like 10 pages a day. I mean, I was passionate about reading a a book. But I'm also like that bordered with obsession, I think. Yeah. I mean, I was a, it was a healthy obsession. It was healthy. Yeah. But that's also like, I think you get like really set and like, being really good at something, and then once you're done, you move on. Yeah. So even if that's, like, finishing all the books that this author wrote, and then you are just, that, like, gets boxed up and put in the basement, and now you're on to the next thing that you really, yeah. really like. Yeah, for sure. I definitely do that. Yeah. But that's passion, and I admire that, because you have discipline to finish something. You have passion to start something, finish something, wrap it up in a bow, and then find something new that you're well, passionate about. Well, is discipline about. sticking to something even if you don't like it, though? No. no. I think discipline is knowing when to stop. No. It's knowing when to start. Or it's knowing like, when it's... to start, but like you said, like if you if I'm not enjoying something anymore, you have to have the discipline to like go in and quit your job or go in and like stand up for your boss and get that raise. Like I think that's a form of discipline. It's more a form of courage, yeah. but I think everything I think discipline is like the underlining um aspect of all of passion of uh obsession of courage of all that stuff yeah. of fear even like keeping those things in like keeping uh, a handle on those emotions is discipline as well uh in a lot of ways but also discipline to get your ass up go do something yeah. as well like that it, it takes you know it's sometimes tough to get going for some of your whether it's a job that you hate which I'm so against people doing things they hate, even yeah, though no. like I understand. You sometimes have to do like, it. I've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. I've done shit I've hate. I've worked jobs that were absolutely miserable. But I think if you're in that position where you are in a position, like a career that you don't enjoy or a job you don't like, try to remember the, the goal afterwards. Like, hey, the goal here is to get some money to save up. And then to roll that into something else I'm interested in. Totally. Like, if you're like that. Because I think that will keep you sane. To keep, it kept me sane. Because I was like, okay, I need this amount of money so I can go do this. That gives me, like, a buffer of three months so I can live while I, I try to transition into something else. Yeah. Because that's the goal. Because if you're just doing something just for the sake of doing it and you're still miserable and you don't have a plan to stop doing it, then... You're kind of screwed. You're, you're, you're lost. I mean, you're You're digging yourself lost. into a hole that you're not going to be able to get out of. Yeah. And I... Yeah, it's tough, though. I mean, nothing's easy. No. It makes me, like, think about, like, athletes and, like, their discipline versus passion versus liking it versus not liking it. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, like how do they have the discipline to wake up every night, day, and like work out and be the best that they've ever been? Yeah, well, they're absolutely passionate about it. Like I would say that. But like, here's my other question is, are they passionate about being the best or are they passionate about the sport? They're they're passionate about being the best. I mean, competitively. They have that competitive drive. Right. And, and Which is discipline. Yeah, exactly. But like Tom Brady specifically, I mean, he also just signed a crazy broadcasting contract. A 10-year, $375 million contract for Fox Sports. So he'll make more money broadcasting than he did ever playing. And he actually never made... Like compared to some other quarterbacks, he never made a crazy amount of money playing the position that he was on the football field. I feel like he was definitely getting taken advantage of. No, at... no, no. He did that on purpose because he wanted good players oh, around to work him. with him. Yes. Okay, so he's just like passionate all around. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think, and he was a late draft pick and everything, but uh, he was he's beyond passionate, and he's beyond competitive that's the other thing like he wants to be the best at what he's doing uh so he does show the discipline to Mm -hmm. to put in the work every probably not even just every day but like his whole life it goes back to a lifestyle like he's probably changed his nutrition quite a bunch oh yeah to there's like that south park episode of him putting the the what is it? Other people's or turds. his own yeah, turds yeah. at his butt to like. <laughs> no, no, it's about. Oh, to like change his. Because he has the best. Yeah, so to like. Because he does, he changes his whole nutrition, <laughs> uh, to cater the lifestyle that he wants. And doesn't he like drink like twelve ounces of water like first thing when he wakes up or something? And he drink, drinks like twenty ounces of water. Yeah. First thing he does when he gets up. So he's passionate about being the best. So he retired for six weeks and then no, he was yeah, like, he, never mind. Yeah, he retired mind. from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for six weeks. Said, I um, don't really want to do retirement. Signed back with Tampa Bay. Okay. For this upcoming season. And now he got a contract for 10 years to do Fox Sports. When he officially retires. When he retires. I don't think there's a start date. Like They didn't say you have to retire by 2025 or anything like that. But, I mean, he's definitely going to retire probably after this year. But they just said you can start whenever. It's a 10-year contract. You get $37.5 million a year for calling 17 games, not including the playoffs. 17 work days. He gets $37 million. What is that equal to a game? $2 million a game? He gets $2 million, uh, two million a day. Okay, so 37.5 divided by 17. Yep, 2.2. Yeah, 2.2 million. Okay, if I was working, if I was a commentator working with him, I'd be... Freaking pit! I wouldn't no, even say words. No, those guys are probably though also making decent money. Two not, million dollars? No, 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 nowhere near him. Yeah, they're but probably that's making Tom like freaking Brady. Like I'm excited. I okay, us as well as like 31 other fan bases have grown up hating Tom Brady. Yeah, totally. And I'm excited to see him in the booth because, and Fox Sports knew this. They knew that hey, this dude has succeeded at life for the last 23 years on the football field. He hasn't brought. He hasn't been in a broadcast booth. I don't think ever. And and he's been on mics, obviously, before right, doing interviews, like, mm-hmm. doing podcasts, probably. So he's good on the mic, but he's never called the game. He's never been. I think his uh, official titers, title is color commentator. Maybe. I think. I think he's a color commentator or play by play. I don't know. But he's like. There's like three guys in the booth. And they yeah. all have like, hey, this is color commentator. What's this color is color commentator. Uh, it's like giving bits of information. 
uh, like about add in some the game. Yeah, the add game. some flair to it. <laughs> and then there's a play-by-play guy, and okay. he's breaking down what's happening as it's happening in real time. I don't think he's going to be that. No, that doesn't sound like that, he would want to. That think, sounds like a lot of work. That does sound like to a like lot of break work. down to be like. Then he goes, well, he goes to deep, the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like kind of a different vibe. He might be that, but I don't think he. No, would I be. could imagine him being like. Man, Billy Joel's like out there. Billy Joel, <laughs> you—that's the person you pick that's playing football. The artist. <laughs> I was gonna say Billy Bob. Okay, but Billy Joel. <laughs> okay. Well, imagine Billy Joel out there playing football. He's like, I worked with him, or like, man, he's a great guy. Like, you see him warming up, and yeah. stretching. And Anytime like, a player that like used to play for a long time goes into a broadcasting role, it's really fun. Yeah. Because he has like all the behind the scenes, like, oh, I know he loves to run this route, or uh-huh. I know he loves to do this, and oh, I used to do this with my guys, uh, and it worked out fantastic. Just interested to see how he does because just getting knowing that you're getting paid that much, like. This would be interesting to see where his passion goes. Like, is he going to try really hard to be, like, really good at it? Or is he going to be, like, nervous and bomb? Or is he going to be, like, is he going to, like, look back at the recording and see what he did right? Oh, yeah. And I think the nervous thing is actually I'm excited to see a nervous Tom Brady week one when he starts calling games. Because something that I love is, like, when you're nervous, that means that you care. Right. Or you want to do well. So then I'm just, like, curious. Like, is he going to be getting powdered? And then he's like, man. I mean, nervousness comes from, like, I don't know if he'll be nervous like that because he's definitely going to be prepared, right? So there's, like, that that moment of, like, okay, did I prepare enough? Yes. But I'm a little nervous. And then once you get on it, it's like, oh, I shouldn't be nervous because I'm doing well. I did prepare enough. Yeah. And it's cool to see him in a new role. Uh, I I wish it was happening this year because then we could talk about it, like, his first. Fox does have the the Super Bowl rights this year. So people are saying that. If he gets out of the playoffs, <gasps> maybe that's his first game will be the though. Super Bowl, which I don't know. I don't see how that's possible. I don't think he could do it because, A, I think he's going to be pissed that he's yeah, going to no end way. not winning the Super Bowl or yeah. even being in. Like, people are saying, win or lose in the playoffs, Tom Brady will be in the Super Bowl. He either will be in it if he's playing or, or he'll be in it commentating, commentating, which would be wild. There's no way, though. Unless he's like, maybe he's preparing right now. Like, they're okay, sending him like a, a coach. Bet right now? Okay, I'll, I'll yeah sure. We'll, okay, I think I think he's gonna be in the Super Bowl playing. Also, but like if you agree with me, then we can like wager or something. No, I don't it. agree with you. I don't think he's gonna be be in the booth though either. I think that they're not gonna make the playoffs, and he's not gonna. Be so in the you booth. think he's gonna be either watching it from home or watching it in the stands? <laughs> well, yeah. If he goes there, I don't know if he's gonna go to the game. Right. I just don't think he's gonna be a part of it. I don't think. The Bucks are gonna be good enough to to do it. I could just you know like see him pulling through for his last year. No, nah, no, nah. maybe. I mean, maybe, but it's so early. Let's we make this bet closer to football season, which okay, is like deal. how many days is football season away? How many? Like fifty-two. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> are we women are so bad with numbers. I feel like. <laughs> uh, I think it's like three months away. So like ninety something days. Okay. Days. I was off by forty. Yeah, that's not too bad. You did good. Thank you. You did good, and let's end on that good note. That yeah. good math. Positiveness. Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much for yeah, joining thank us. Thank you. I'd say listen or don't, because we can't tell you what to do. Nope. But we can tell you to like and subscribe and comment. Yeah. 
Natalie. Give us a little comment. Definitely give us a little comment. Please give us a comment. Why not? Good or bad. We'll take it. Yeah. We might read it. Give us some feedback. Perfect. Cool. See you later. Thanks, guys.